Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, we're rolling on the newest edition of Colt Schneerow Chat. I'm Jeremy. I'm joined by Robbie, who has just finished his uh, his tin of Pringles there. Hey, I, it wasn't a full tin of Pringles. There was only like 15 left. Right? <laughs> 15, he says. <laughs> yeah, it's Christmas, all right? <laughs> all right, yeah. That That's a, a valid justification, me amigo. For stuffing my face. <laughs> it's the holidays. No yeah, shame. Yeah, no yeah, shame. Yeah. No judgment that's, here. That's my excuse until uh, until the second of January or so. Although the radio's magos in Spain, so probably the eighth or ninth. Yeah. At yeah. Least, at least I have an at least I have an excuse. So Atletico don't even have an excuse, man. Oh, that that that's a great segue. That is solid. I wanted to delay talking about Atletico as much as we could, but now, you know, this is an Atletico podcast. We can't really avoid it at this point. Well, if you thought Atletico still had a chance to, an outside shot to get back into the title race with a victory at Sevilla, uh, well, you have been surely disabused of that notion. Uh, Atletico losing again, third consecutive loss in La Liga, first time they've ever lost three in a row in Primera under Diego Simeone, a 2-1 defeat at the Sanchez Piz 1. And Robbie, um, even when Atletico play decently to pretty well, which I thought they did in the second half, still not getting the results. It's just that kind of year, isn't it? Yeah, and it's it's increasingly worrying that 
it's it's not just one thing. If it was just one thing, if it was just an injury, if it was just a player, if it was just a signing in January that could fix this, you'd say you might have some hope. But it, when they do play decent, which they did in the second half tonight, they had a little bit of um, a little bit of they had something about them going forward. It was just a couple of. Uh, a couple of um, mistakes defensively, and yeah, and and just uh, this team is this team is broken uh, as far as I can see. It's broken uh, in terms of how they're trying to set up, who they are, um, their attention spans. They're they're kind of it, it's 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 an increase. It's a, it's a trend now where they 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 stop playing before the whistle blows and that's something that in the past under Simeone with, with his first iteration of this Atletico team they were known for playing to the final whistle every single play and, and, and it got them quite far whereas this team is just they're, they're switching off they're looking for freeze they're complaining they're distracted they're um, yeah they're losing focus uh, yeah it's just it's just it's really not good and, and I think that that speaks to Simeone not being able to get through to the players mm. starting to trend that way more than trend that way I, I think we can probably start talking about that as a core feature not a bug uh, of this Atletico team just it, it's really stunning a, a coach as attuned to the details and as attuned to the mental, the the attitude, the psychological side of the game, a coach as disciplined in that regard as any in Simeone uh, is cannot call that out of this team. Cannot mm. um, call that psychological and mental strength, that battling attitude we saw in in years past, especially um, and just just last season we saw it. Let alone years past when Atletico were really everything was up against him in the second half of the season they still held on to win La Liga and now we talked a little bit about this last week same core is in place uh, augmented with uh, a few uh, star signings over the summer none of them on the defensive side of the ball which we'll talk about but augmented with a, a few expensive pricey players over the summer and the performances have just continued to um been at, at least unconvincing at worst they have been dreadful uh this was more the former uh at sevilla on saturday where atletico were, were really pretty good in the second half and i think that coincided with joao felix and mateus cunha both coming on um but in the end robbie the defensive errors uh, one on either side of half time that directly led to two sevilla goals sevilla weren't very good in this game i know they had injuries as did atletico but sevilla weren't very good this game was there for the taking and they won it anyway. Um, let's let's talk about that first goal uh, at the very start of the game in the seventh minute when Atletico looked to be on top, getting off to a bright start, and then Ivan Rakitic just launches this missile. But I, I think that this goal could have been prevented, Robbie, just with Felipe and Kadogbia kind of scrambling around in the box. Yeah, exactly. And, and Koke kind of stopped and threw his arms up in the air waiting for a free and then... And uh, could have closed down Rakitic. Rakitic hasn't. I don't think he scored one of them in a while. I, I can't really remember. But he is known for that. Those I remember him scoring loads of those screamers, absolute screamers for at, um, at Barcelona. At Barcelona, yeah. and and he, yeah, and he, um, he, and Koke didn't close him down quick enough, and that's just a, a sign of of um, 
of of this lack of lack of concentration from this team. But I haven't said that. Like just to go back to your point about about uh, Simeone not being able to get it, get rid of the. Um, of this from the from the his athletical squad. Yeah. To, to be to be fair, and we've spoken about this before as well, in that he he's been there now for ten years, and the fact that like if you if you consider a squad and a, and a, and, a, and a successful team, you're you're building like a recipe for like we'll say, and and you have to get all the ingredients right. You have to get the right personnel for for your. You have to pick the right system for that personnel. You have to have the right kind of uh, leadership. You have to have the right. Uh, and you have to empower the players in the right ways, and you have to have the right blend of of uh, of, of features within the team. The recipe for that first Atletico team was part of the circumstances. Atletico were primed for a Diego Simeone uh, revolution. Whereas mm. now, 10 years on, the, the ingredients have completely changed. This is a completely different team, a completely different squad made up of completely different players with completely different... Um, the same motivations, we'll say, and the same... Um, the same motivations, the same uh, go objectives, but different in their the age profile, their the the money they're being paid, the the their 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 uh, talent, the quality, uh, how they see themselves, uh, how the club sees itself, where the club wants to go, all that has changed, and it feels like this has just slipped away from Diego Simeone. Um, and that's no. There's absolutely no shame in that. In, in in many ways, it's it's inevitable. It's inevitable in 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 modern day football that Diego Simeone was going to have to make a decision on his future at some point. He has been there long enough that he is going to be given the the benefit of of making that decision. But he was never going to walk away. Say, for example, after last season when they had won and say. Oh, thanks, guys. That was great. No, it was probably going to have to get bad in order for him to maybe have to be forced into a decision, or not forced into a decision, but to make a decision. And it feels like the ingredients have changed. Um, Simeone has kind of lost—I don't say well, say lost control of this of the squad. But but with with those changed ingredients, they need a, they need something fresh, and they need a new voice. And mm. I think that that is. I think that that's something that has become an or that has become um, uh, that has become evident in the last few months. Mm. It's a tough one, um, and we, we've discussed it multiple times this season. So it obviously has legs, right? If we keep talking about these same problems, and they all kind of inevitably go back to that same source. Now, Simeone alone, I don't think is responsible for what's going on this season. It's it's a combination of factors uh injuries suspensions poor form an imbalanced uh plantilla an imbalanced squad and then on top of that you have the coach and the coaching staff that aren't really sure which direction to go but because you're right i'm not sure how many of our listeners were around um and and really uh tuning into each game 2012 2013 2014 around there but this isn't how it used to be um the 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 atletico that simeone took over in, in 2012 you know you have Guys like Gabby, Godin, Arda Turan, Raul Garcia, uh, Felipe Luis, Juan Fran, Miranda, those guys were battle tested. They were they were warriors, they were dogs, you know? And slips like the ones we have seen time and time again this season would not have happened on, on Gabby's watch. You know, it it wouldn't have happened. There was 
it, it, both in terms of the playing style, which needed to evolve from what it used to be, um, and in the attitude, which has not come along for the ride. Uh, these kinds of mental slips and these mistakes and these errors wouldn't wouldn't have happened. Um, 20 goals conceded now, Robbie, in 17 games this year. Atletico conceded 25 all of last year. They're at 17 already this year. Um, just, oof, it, it, it's tough. It's tough. And th- there's a reason why a lot of managers don't last as long as Cholo does. The job is really demanding nowadays. So long gone are the days when Sir Alex Ferguson and Arsene Wenger could just take hold of their teams for 10, 15, 20, 25 years. Those days are, are long gone. And it's because the job is is so demanding and because the modern-day player is different, the calendar is different, transfer fees and involvement of, of agents and federations are just much, much different. The game has changed so drastically. It's Simeone's celebrating his 10th anniversary at the club next week, and it, it's it's not coming at a great time for the club because look at look at where they are in La Liga. Uh, they're currently out of the Champions League places. Behind your Rio, Robbie. How about Rio getting into fourth place, though? A quick word on them. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how long that's going to last. And, <laughs> uh, I, 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 but, but I do think it's... Um, no, it's a, it's a testament to what uh, Iriola is doing there, and and they play a very clear, clear style, and they've got. Um, I think they're they're yeah, it's a testament to him, and that they're going to be competitive in nearly every game, aside from aside from the the, the first game of the season when when Luka Zidane was sent off against Sevilla, and they got a height. Yeah, and I thought it was gonna, I thought it was really gonna fall apart for them. But aside from that game, they've been competitive in every single game they've played. But just, just back to your point about Simeone, and you said that it's not his fault, man. I understand that. Or sorry, you said it's not all his. Not fault. entirely his that. fault, no. But he does bear responsibility, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, it is. It, it, it starts and ends with with Diego Simeone because what. Like at the, like at the start of the season, we were talking about how talented this squad was—the best squad in the league—and and that was that was consensus. That was they've got the midfield. They had Marcos Llorente, Rodrigo de Paul, uh, Lamar, and then at attack they've Yao Felix. They've they've uh, they've signed uh, Depp in Cunha. They've got Griezmann on the last day of the window. Oh my God, this is this is a no-brainer here. And on top of that, Suarez, was, who scored twenty-one goals last year. And I understand that, that yeah. but even, but even in defence, like they have uh, Jose Jimenez is was wanted by Man City, like he's no slouch, and Felipe, who was excellent, uh, who was uh, last season, and uh, Stefan Savic, who was a, 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 an absolute warrior for under Simeone, and then Mario Hermoso too, and, and uh, players like that. Now I, I understand you could probably make an argument that that fullback was was an issue and has been an issue. But, but but I think it starts and ends with Simeone in that we, if Atletico had a clearer style based off what he wants to do, we're sitting here talking about how Atletico, how smart they were last summer and they took advantage of Barcelona, Barcelona's um, financial difficulties to nab Griezmann and and and, and uh, all that stuff. So I think that I think that. Uh, like we can't really revise history here and say how how kind of lopsided the whole squad is. I think that comes down to the fact that Simeone doesn't know how to play this this team, and it, it's, this is a team that he has built. So I, I don't really, I, I don't really, um, and and it, the other issue then is 
And the reason why I'm saying this is because I'm kind of upset with with the fact that Joe Felix. It's it's so frustrating watching him play because he's being he's being blamed for for not being good enough and that. And, and I can understand that there is blame that needs to be put on his doorstep and it needs to be discussed and talked about. But I also think he's being put in an impossible situation. He's being put on. Uh, in dribs and drabs he's not being given a consecutive run of games he's being asked to do things that he's not he's being asked to play with his back to goal and and, and and I understand he has to get stronger holding up the ball stop diving looking for those frees and I get that but why do you continue to put him in a position where, that he's com- he's clearly not entirely comfortable in and I think that a good manager and, and the other thing is Joe Felix is, is like the scape is the scapegoat of this who else is playing well for Atletico consistently? Like, no, it seems like Joe Felix is uh, is being scapegoated here when well, the attack is broken. Yeah, I mean, how how many other players cost 126 million euros though? Yeah, well, that, that's, that, that's why he's getting scapegoated. Yeah, well, why aren't you playing him then, though? Why isn't he the first name that we're building around him? It won't be bad. Or if we're going to be inconsistent, we're going to be inconsistent with Joe Felix in the team. Instead of using him as... as and, and, and obviously, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes, and we don't know what's being said, and we don't know what his attitude is like, but... Like... Why is Angel Correa starting consistently ahead of Joe Felix when he is no better? Why aren't they both starting? Why is Suarez starting when it's clear that Atletico's best team no longer has Luis Suarez in it? hasn't that been addressed in any way shape or form no. and I think that I think that the Simeone thing is and, and, and when you're at a club for 10 years and you and you consider how high profile the job is uh, and you look at the likes of Zidane Pep Guardiola who, who could only kind of last three years uh, before they needed a break I think and, and Simeone might not even be aware of this but his mess. You t- your in- his intensity starts to drop, and I think what happened to Simeone, and I kind of see it, and it, it's been kind of annoying me a little bit. No, not annoying me, but it's kind of, it's uh, it's frustrating or uh, not frustrating. It's kind of um, the Simeone of 2013 was that was authentic, genuine. This is who he was. He's kind of in a way become a little bit of a caricature. Of of the of the uh, the effort and, and and the intensity, like like running down the running down the tunnel at the full time whistle, not even shaking anyone's hand, like like he, he became a cheerleader on on, on the on the on the sideline, uh, telling the fans, come on, and it's like Diego, like focus on on the on what you need to tell your players rather than rather than that and I think that he kind of he be, he kind of started to mix the two the, the, the do you understand like mm. he started to the caricature started to become the person in a way like partido or partido and and it kind of became a little bit of a punchline like and that's fine and that, I mean and like every game every game is a final you're all the coaches saying that now yeah yeah and that, that was something else that Cholo kind of innovated <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and, and he was like, or, or even just a kind of like little punchline, like he'd say, someone would ask him, so Diego, uh, what do you, how, how do you see Real Madrid? And he'd say, Celta Vigo. Yeah. And then walk away. And it's kind of like, ooh, 
OMG. I was like, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I just think he, I think he kind of just started to kind of play up to the character a little bit instead of. That felt like he was leaning too heavily on that caricature rather than actually having a plan and being because when you're when you're in control when you have the plan and you know what you're doing all that stuff you don't need to do all that stuff and if you do do it it comes naturally and it just happens where Simeone I felt was kind of leaning a bit too heavily on that like come on everyone in get behind us and like 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 yeah, that that works for so long right that, that, that it only works it only works for so long before you need to you need to change whether it's the the playing style or, or the personality or the coach it's or the coach himself like there it only works for so long like there's a shelf life on this stuff um and i, I think we are getting to a point we it, it's been intermittently brought up over the years but atletico have always had solutions this is this is a challenging time for the club they hadn't lost three in a row in la liga before under cholo and i don't think his intensity um and his passion and and that those kinds of qualities are, are really in question but he's struggling if not failing outright to transmit that to the players because Atletico are still playing with an anxiety and with nerves and they're lacking uh, the contundencia, the forcefulness, the profundidad, uh, that understanding and that that intensity within their game. So Cholo himself in a vacuum, like Sands' context is still as intense and passionate as ever 10 years into the job, but it's it hasn't been transmitted to his team because they're not playing really in that first half they didn't play much of anything the second half was better but they they still switched off at a time where they needed to be switched on and that does ultimately fall on the coach yeah and and i think that simeone like you said the message has to change or something like that and it felt like simeone kind of knows or he knew or he was like he was trying to kind of draw blood from a stone in a way he was like i've gotten every la- what's the next frontier here or what's not the next frontier okay i we, we need the fans here and it's like okay that's that's fine but that's not going that, that might get you over the line once or twice in, in games or you like you really need them but if that's your kind of thing then the plan isn't working like if that's your thing <laughs> you need a better plan mm. <laughs> you get me uh, and, and I just think that I just think that, like I said earlier, the ingredients of this team, like you get the likes of Joe Felix, who, like that team, um, that team in 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 2013 had no player even even close to 126 million euro. Yeah, that and entire that was, team cost about 126 million euros. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and and I and like I mean, I think maybe, but even Griezmann wasn't on that team. So like that team was put together. And they were like, we are the underdogs. We when and when you're when you're Thomas Lamar, who who had let it go paid a club record fee for. Mm-hmm. When you're Antoine Griezmann, who's finished third in 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 um, Ballon d'Or um, uh, voting, and has played at Barcelona, and who has who who knows he's one of the best footballers in the world. When you're Luis Suarez, and okay, Suarez kind of does still know how to play the underdog card, but when you're uh, a team full of uh, internationals, world-class players, playing that underdog thing is like, we need to change the message because the players have changed and it hasn't changed and it's like we are trying to like so, so yeah, so when you so Simeone is, is, is a hammer, when you've got a hammer, every problem looks like a nail basically is what I'm saying mm-hmm. and, and the problem right now isn't a nail and all Simeone has is a hammer 
and it's like no you need another zoo there and uh, yeah that's basically what I'm saying and I think that all because because all the stuff and we can talk about individual things and defensive things and that's fine it, it gets a little bit repetitive when the podcast is just about that but the problem is that all of these things are because Atletico are playing scared. They're playing confused. They're overthinking it. They're they're not entirely sure of what they're trying to do. And and, and the defensive thing, you, you can't really expand on that because unless you start getting into psychology of the whole thing, but the reason for that looks to be because Atletico are unsure of themselves. And that is because... The, the, the plan isn't there I'm, I'm, and the reason Joe Felix is not playing well is because he doesn't have a place within the plan that doesn't work the reason why there's no consistency with um, Rodrigo de Paul or Marco Sorrente or players like that is because they, they, they aren't entirely sure what they're going to be asked to do on any given week and what, what the team is going to look like and then you start overthinking it, and then you start to play scared because you know you're overthinking it, and then you're in your head, and then you're finished. And then and then you're and, lo- I- and then you're losing two one at Sevilla, which is what they which is what they did on Saturday. <laughs> exactly. A- Atletico had they had nine shots in the box in this game, um, conceded only point three seven expected goals according to Understat, uh, and still lost because <laughs> it's it's not just the issue of whether the team's playing well or not; it's the attitude. And these all these other external factors that, that we've been discussing today that we discussed last week, the week before. And, you know, we, we don't want to sound like a broken record here, um, but these are the same issues. It's our, it's our obligation to talk about these same issues, the same stack issues, like Pringles in a tin, Robbie. It's these same issues that are popping up every week and they are affecting the team and how they play. I got I to gotta have like a humorous spin on this, right? There's got to be something funny here. Oh yeah, oh yeah, you're adding in there. Once, once they let it go pop, they just can't stop with the problems. What you're saying? <laughs> um, but you, you, you mentioned Joao Felix, and I think he is an individual worth talking about because he's a very expensive individual and one who has been fairly or unfairly scapegoated. I defended him a lot last year. Um, I took to our site several times to say, like, hey, this this kid's really talented. Let's freaking leave him alone. Um, and I, I think we saw kind of both sides of that coin in the second half. He comes on at halftime for Correa. The score is 1-1. Felipe put Atletico back into the game with a header from a Lema corner, uh, his second goal of the season. Um, and I, I think Joao played fine in a vacuum, but he is playing with his back to goal quite often. I did notice that in this game. And, you know, he, I think he was kind of the conductor in the second half. That was supposed to be the plan. They started in a 4-3-3 with, um, with Carrasco on the forward line, and then Simeone kind of went away from that and stuck Carrasco back in the midfield-slash-defensive line as a wingback. That was Atletico's best period of the game when Carrasco and Felix and, and Suarez were all in that line of three, and I don't know why they didn't stick with it. I think it would have gotten the best out of all three players. Uh, so Felix, I think, was full of intent in the second half. Um, a lot of... Uh, he, the kid's really talented. Uh, this is something we've said about him since day one when Atletico bought him from Benfica. Like He's super talented and skilled, and if he can put it all together, there's a really, really good player here. Um, but there were periods in the second half where the ball wasn't at his feet and Atletico needed inspiration and couldn't find it. Uh, he linked up well with Cunha after Cunha came on. Um, there was. Did you see that run Cunha made where he held off the Sevilla defender, just a, a bruising run into the box, 
picks out Felix, and then the, the shot just kind of skitters away. That's kind of what we're talking about with, with Joao. Uh, it's it's an instance of it looks really good up until he gets into the penalty area, and then uh, the attack just kind of falls apart because Cunha is often the only one making those runs. And then at the other end of the pitch, uh, Felix was uh, responsible in a way for the winning goal because he's supposed to be marking Lucas Acampos from the, from the corner. And the the ball comes back off the bar. I think it was Delaney who shot it, who uh, took the header off the bar. Felix has to be tracking and marking Ocampos, and he lets him get away to um, bury the winning goal. Yeah, actually, you can see that there. But yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, no, and 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 I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a black and white kind of thinker. I, I, there's gray areas here. There's nuance. Yo, Felix does definitely need to improve respect if he wants to make it. If he wants to. Uh, get to where people think he, he he can get to, and where he and when he to fulfill his potential. But I also think that oh, I just I, oh, I just watching them, um, Mikel Oyarzabal. Did you see that tackle? Oh, it was horrible. Red card. Yeah. Oh my god. Horrible. Absolutely filthy. Oh, uh, sorry. Uh, yeah, you, you think Atletico are struggling? La Real were atop the table, and now they are just in a free fall. Four losses in a row for them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was uh, horrible tackle. Uh, yeah, I think I think the expectations for them are slightly lower than um, yes, um, a little bit, <laughs> but uh, just a tad. But, uh, but 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 yeah, sorry, on your Felix, I'm not, I, there, there is blame to go. He needs to fix certain aspects of his person of his um, of his demeanor on the field, and, and and it's quite clear that that him and Simeone, there's something there because even after the. When he came on last year and scored a goal against, I think it was Villarreal, and he, he said he turned and said shh to the sideline, and he said he was saying it to Renan Lodi. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. And 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 I mean, I don't, I don't, I, I didn't buy it anyway. But I, I think there is issues there. But and I and I think if you were to look back on the sign on the signing, I think Joe Felix might regret moving to a team that plays in the style. He, it, it just doesn't suit his style. But having said that, and I, I know you can't guarantee anything, but surely he would have asked for assurances that, like, Atletico, and I'm sure Simeone would have, or they, they would have spoke about how Atletico are going to evolve and play and that. And, and they're still playing in a way that just doesn't suit him. And, and yeah, there, there's definitely there's definitely things he needs to fix with his, with his game and, and diving, looking for freeze. And, like, that's very annoying. Uh, very it breaks up the play and it, like it ruins momentum and and like you look for the likes of Messi and and not that Joe Felix is a, no no player in the history of football is ever going to get to his level but Messi was able to ride tackles and he he was he was just so he cared about was was he didn't even feel the tackle he was like I'm going for goal here and if the ref blows the whistle I'll stop but until he blows that whistle I'm not, I'm not going down, and, and I'm not um, I'm not stopping. So you're going to have to absolutely maul me to get me to the ground. And and I think that I think I think you know, Felix is missing that. He's playing with his back to go, waiting for contact, just slightest. All he needs to do is feel feel, feel a defender's breath on his neck, and he's going down. And it's like you, you have to be stronger than that. Like and 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 I and I, and I completely get that that he does. And um, he does deserve some criticism, but having said that, I think we're, we're basing our judgments on sporadic 
cameos from Joe Felix where he's coming on and he's he's uh, he's uh, looking over his shoulder. I, I don't know if you you ever played uh, uh, or organized soccer or, or we we played Gaelic football in Ireland like growing up. But you knew when you were you were looking over your shoulder as soon as the whistle blew to start. You're like, I know that I am gonna be the first sub here. Like yeah, you know, and he's kind of sitting there going thinking the same, hmm. and he's. He knows, and and you can you can you can nearly uh, so he's forcing it, and he's he's trying to make sure he's not the first player, and it's just he, he's not a player who's at ease with himself or playing with any kind of flow, and he's just like I said, overthinking it uh, in his own head, and it's just it's just not happening for him right now, and then he's not getting the chance then to build up the. Uh, you, 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 he, he needs a rhythm. He, he he needs to build a rhythm. He needs reps. And I I think you made you made this point earlier in the show, and I've been thinking about it as you've been speaking. Um, it, it's you either ride or die with him, right? Joao Felix is one of the five most expensive players in the sport's history, um, and you, you don't pay him just to sit him on the bench. Uh, Atleti got away with it last year, partially because of Suarez's heroics. Uh, the defense was better, All Black was better, all these other things that led to the title last year that are not there now. At this point, given where Atletico are, where the objective is pretty much top four. The objective is finish third if you can, but get into the top four. Ride or die with him. When else, what other opportunity are you going to have to find out just how good he is? Start him and let it ride. If and until he gets hurt or suspended, just let him ride. Because um, you need to find out just how good he is before you enter into... A summer, which I think is coming up next summer, where Atleti are going to have to refresh the team again because this isn't working. You know, they need to sign probably six or seven new players, and there isn't a ton of money right now to do that without a big sale or two coming. So, I, I think I think your point is a good one. Just let it ride, start him, make him one of the first names on on the team sheet, and just let it go from there, and just see how far he can take you. Build the team around him. It's surprising it hasn't been done yet. Exactly, and I think that I think that um, like if if the reason why you're not playing him is because he doesn't offer enough defensively, you're not good defensively anyway. Yeah, that's right. Why, <laughs> why not add more attacking talent to the team instead of trying to protect this uh, defensive um, uh, uh, this defensive identity you have that doesn't act that is that is becoming a myth. Why not just go all go gung ho? You you might as well, right? You might as well, because there's a when and when Griezmann comes back too. I think that should be further impetus. Uh, he, he's expected back after the new year, but Atletico aren't very good defensively. They're not going to magically become good defensively this season. This, this is just not the way the squad is built, and it's just not how they've been playing. Maybe All Black's form improves in the second half of the season. That being said, neither goal today was was really his fault. The Rakitic goal. We talked about it. It was a missile. The Ocampo's goal was just another set-piece disaster class from a team that hasn't been very good at defending them all, at defending them all year. Just let it ride. Like, who cares? Just You're not going to all of a sudden get good defensively. Atletico are going to be shipping 35, 40 goals this year. Like, that, that's fine if you just figure out what exactly it is you have in Joao Felix and what exactly it is you have in Mateus Cunha. Because I think that's the, that has the makings of a good pair. Those two have the makings of a good duo. Yeah, and then and then, uh, or else play if if you're worried about the number nine, uh, like play play Griezmann as the number nine and and play Joe Felix just behind him. Or, yeah, I, I I don't really know, but like, but the other thing is, and this is something that I need to kind of dive into and kind of try to understand because 
we, we talk about expected goals, and I'm, I'm I'm actually studying data science at the moment, and 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 I I I'm looking at the expected goals, and Atletico's expected goals is quite good. Again, sorry, their expected goals against is quite good, and their expected goals for is quite good. But I don't understand how we're watching them every week, and we do tend to lean on expected goals, but it's not telling. It's not telling the story that yeah the eye test is telling us something watching. different. Yeah, so so are Atletico just good defensively but unlucky? Is it because they're switching off occasionally at the back, which is something that XG doesn't really kind of bake into it? We sure. can't, you know. Uh, I don't know. I'd have to you have to kind of look deeper, and, and I think that's kind of probably a downfall of expected goals because because we're we're like. As far as I can see, okay, Atletico's expected goals has them third, and their expected goals against is thirteen point nine, which is the best in the league. But they've conceded twenty, which is that's a disparity. Which is which is like one of the well, we're kind of mid table. So like, I don't know. I I don't know. I, 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 and this is, I'm just kind of thinking through this here. I don't understand how is that is that like a, a case of being hit on the counter, or, or or just switching off. And and if you're if you're a team that relies on not giving up uh, good chances, but you're getting hit on the counter twice a game and you can't defend counters, and you're conceding, uh, you're switching off at the back uh, twice in important situations in a game. Are you bad defensively, or bad in certain situations defensively? Do you, do you, do you get what I'm I think I think it's the latter. I've got I'm on Understat's website right now, which is a, a great yeah. resource for our listeners if they don't know about it. Half the goals that Letty have conceded this year have come from set pieces, corners, penalties, dead ball situations. They've conceded ten times in open play from an expected goals against of nine point five seven. So from open play, they're playing about as expected. But 10 goals conceded from open play in 17 games is not bad. That's certainly workable. They have a plus 12 goal difference in open play. It's at set pieces where they are just getting slaughtered pretty much every every game, every other game. Uh, 10 of their 20 goals conceded have come from set pieces. So it, it's an expected goals. that the, the metric is very useful, and we both rely on it in our work, but it doesn't account for certain defensive lapses and certain issues with awareness and concentration um, and that's that's what's dooming Atletico in pretty much all of these games where we've talked about their defensive issues, which have been frequent this term. Half the goals they've conceded in La Liga have, have come from these dead ball scenarios, which was unthinkable in the past, but that's where they are. Yeah. Yeah, and that's interesting to think about too, because I, and I think then what happens is you're not good enough in attack to to um, you're not good enough in attack to be able to, to to be able to kind of absorb those defensive lapses. Yeah, yeah, they're not consistent enough because the playing style is unclear and uh, it's not certain which forward Cholo is going to prefer for which game. And and Luis Suarez is is not what he was even just last season. Like Suarez played an hour today and he barely got a kick, and he's not. Yeah. It, it, the Atletico's best playing style for me is a counterattacking strategy without a recognized nine um because i, I think players like felix and cunha 
and Correa and Griezmann are all good enough to to find goals between them. Between those four players, you can score enough goals to win most games. Suarez uh, is a very predatory finisher. He's a killer, and Atletico don't have his profile anywhere else in the squad, but this a game against Sevilla where Atletico are not going to have the ball and are going to defend in a really compact block, this is like the worst game to start Suarez in because he's, he's almost guaranteed few touches. He's guaranteed yeah, about yeah. 10 touches and maybe one or two shots on goal. And if the ball doesn't go in, he's he's going to be, frankly, useless, which isn't really Suarez's fault. It's the problem of the playing style. It, it's the problem of the player getting older, the problem with the playing style. The best way forward for Atletico is to just ride with what you got. Don't play with a recognized yeah. nine more often than not because they can score enough goals. They have the talent yeah. and the quality in there to do that. Yeah, and when, and when you're playing slow... Like Atletico do, and then this kind of slow, what 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 uh, seemingly considered approach, the number nine just gets swallowed up by the by the low block, and and Suarez isn't um, isn't isn't able to, to 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 move around enough in order to create that space and drop and get back in position. But I also noticed something with Suarez recently, and and maybe this is because he kind of maybe. He's lost his, um, uh, uh, as they say, hierarchy in. Um, yeah, the Jedi uh, Yeah, yeah. Uh, so um, maybe it's because he's lost that. But I noticed with him, the kind of fire has gone out of him as well. He's not. He's kind of trying to get himself up and fight with lads and 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 dive and get on talk to the ref and all, but. You remember when he used to play like in in his prime or, or or even beyond his prime, he was that fire was still there. You could just see it in his you could just see it in his eyes. And you could see it. You could see that it was still there. Whereas I feel like now maybe maybe he's kind of starting to come to the realization that no, I just can't get around the pitch like I used to. I just can't do what I need to do, and I think. For a while, you can kind of you can kind of uh, f- fight against the dying of the light, but I think eventually time catches up with you. And you're just mm-hmm. like I, I just you're just like I can't I can't do this. And, and, and I, I think also not to interrupt you, but I think winning the title last year was a supreme validation yeah. for him. Sid Lowe wrote about this earlier this season in like September. He wrote about what Atletico's motivation would be following last season um, when which was one of the hardest leagues ever given the pandemic and no fans in the stands, et cetera. Like how would Suarez in particular, what would be the new fuel for his fire this year after last year, the motivation was obvious. Barca dumped him. They didn't want him. He played that up. Cholo played that up. Everyone played that up and he helped fire Atletico to the title because of that. That was the fuel for his fire. What's fueling him now? What's fueling this team now? Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and I think, um, and I think that he can kind of feel that at Barcelona it was Messi and his team, and he was he was the guy. Whereas now he's 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 not the guy anymore. And I don't and and I think that even being taken off and being angry is fine because that's just who he is. But at the same time, he's angry, but he also kind of made like if if there's any kind of rationality in his head at all, he's sitting there thinking. Let's be fair here, Lewis. I really can't complain about that. You know, whereas before he could at least tell himself that I I could have done something. I was I was uh, I. Why did you take me off? Whereas now it's like even he knows. And I think that yeah, you're right. He's 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 not. He has nothing to rail against. He has nothing to 
get himself motivated and, and, and I think that uh, it was inevitable it was going to happen and, and, and I think probably Barcelona maybe underestimated how how influential he could be at a team that was ready made for him to step in and just score goals whereas now with a, with a and, and, and you could call it an, a, a new project under Simeone this season with, uh, with Griezmann and with Rodrigo de Paul and, and kind of trying to um, trying to retain La Liga as the favourites, not a new project, but a, a new stage in the current project. Uh, Luis Suarez just doesn't have as much worth anymore uh, at, at the age that he's at, and 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 having won and proved the doubters wrong, he's got nothing to nothing to rally himself against. I think this. I think team wide the. The sensation I'm getting is that what is there to prove? Because some of these performances this season, as defending champions, this has been just such a limp title defense. Atletico could be as far back as 16 points adrift of Real Madrid should they be uh, kind of tomorrow uh, on Sunday. That is the 2014-15 team, which had to replace so many players. Um, that At least that title defense went into February. Uh, this one was over in November. Like, the... Or early December, like the results against Madrid and Sevilla, Atletico didn't lose out on, on a second consecutive title by losing the Derby and by losing at the Pizuan. Like they lost it by losing at home to Mallorca, uh, drawing with Valencia, drawing with Levante, losing at Alavés. Those are the games that kind of decide titles. Like they may be, they're not sexy fixtures, they're not marquee matchups, but you need to win them if you want to win the title. And th- this has been a very uh, limp and, and really kind of a, a sad defense of of a of the league title and the the hope now is top four that's that's the goal and they will go yeah. again on Wednesday a rescheduled fixture against Granada Robbie yeah and um, and I think that now is when that kind of professional pride kicks in and and I let it go uh, the, the concentration is either there or it's not and you start to really kind of tell who's 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 in it who's in it for the longer haul or else who's just can't seem to who, who Simeone just can't seem to motivate but the problem is with that if, if he can't if one or two person if one or two people uh, to switch off the whole team suffers so yeah I, I don't um, I mean I, I wouldn't be making a prediction on that game but yeah. I really struggled on it <laughs> But but at the same time, if he can't if he can't rally them now, I think that yeah, you've got a serious problem. You, you've already got a serious problem on your hand and some some serious questions that need to be answered. Uh, but if they can't get themselves up for that game after losing three in a row, uh, with the with the Christmas break coming up and everything, I think that uh, I think I think. I think maybe we need to start reassessing just when this might end. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's pretty reasonable, honestly. Uh, I'm I'm not I'm not on on board with the like the Cholo Veteya crowd. I never have, and I I can't really see myself getting there. But there are a lot of problems here. Simeone's not really solving them, and that's what he gets paid to do. Uh, the Granada game. Uh, it, on Wednesday is a rescheduled game from one of the earlier uh, FIFA breaks this season with the congestion with the South American 
World Cup qualifiers. This game was pushed back to three days before Christmas, so it would be really nice for Atletico to get a win here. Uh, this Granada team uh, got off to a pretty bad start, unbeaten in their last three in La Liga. They play Mallorca on Sunday. Uh, they they've been they've been kind of up and down a bit better lately, but they still sit 15th in the table and even away from home fourth consecutive game away from home atletico are tired low on confidence beat up with injuries this is still one from a professional pride point of view and to to meet some objective this year to uh try to get a top four place and enter the 2022 calendar year on some kind of a high note because immediately after the break robbie they've got rio at home that's a top five clash if you can believe that uh they're hosting rio at, at the wanda on january 2nd but the granada game in the in the meantime just to just to recover some sensaciones some uh, some good feelings get guys healthy over this christmas break uh marco Sorrente likely not going to be there for the granada game which is just great news uh the guy who was famously never really injured before has now suffered three injuries in the last two months he had he couldn't make it to halftime at the peas one on saturday what do you think that leaves atletico entering this game yeah he's got a he's got a like for like substitution or really the paul they can kind of slide in for each other but they haven't really played together in the last while and his form has just completely collapsed as well as far as i can see in, mm. in that no, not even just his his um his end product and he's being played out of position that and actually kind of worrying that uh, I can see kind of glimpses of um of Saul with him uh, like Saul is another player who just I mean talk about the potential talk about the 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 hype talk about the how exciting he was as and and I and I know that there was probably personal circumstances there for for Saul that. Uh, that um, turned his form into what it became, but Simeone just couldn't seem to get through to him. And Saul left the club, and I know he only left on loan. And it looks like he's going to be back. And it looks like it wasn't Atletico that was the problem, uh, based on his inability to break through at Chelsea. But uh, like, I Saul is a good example of a player that just his form completely disappeared. And it looks like now Llorente is not not gone as bad as Saul, but a player who, like, we were talking about one of the very, very best players in La Liga last season. And now, all of a sudden, he's just a guy. And and, and I'm looking, going, is that the same Marcos Llorente? Because he looks the same, and he acts the same, and he's, he's making the same movements, but just th th there's not as much room to run into, or he's not... There's not as much runner, many runners coming into the box to get on the end of his crosses. He's not playing with the same kind of belief. I don't know. I don't know what and and how much of that is down to again the structure, the plan, and how much of that is down to the players not following the plan and just not being where they need to be. So yeah, it's uh, it's frustrating watching Llorente and him being injured now all the time. Probably. Uh, uh, yeah, it definitely isn't helping Atletico either. This was a fabulous chance for him on Saturday because Trippier was back in the team at right wing back and, and played fine. And Llorente was making those runs early in the game, but then Sevilla scored and Atletico had to, cha had to change tack for the first time of a few times they did it in this game, as we've talked about. And then Llorente gets hurt again. Um, he, he's making... He was making some of those runs early in the game and, and causing some problems for Sevilla's defense, but then he just kind of stopped doing it, and then he exited the game entirely. Uh, who knows how long he's going to be out. It's 
strikes me as an impossibility that he will play at Granada midweek. Uh, Jose Jimenez, Stefan Savage, both likely still out. Um, let me let me ask you about Jose Jimenez, Robbie. Uh, where do you think Atletico stand there with Jose Ma, and where should they stand? Here's a guy who was given a fresh contract over the summer, an extension to 2025, and has again missed uh, an important chunk of games with a minor injury. This is not the first time this has happened for Jose Ma. What do you think is the ultimate resolution to that situation? Yeah, I'm not really sure, to be honest with you, in that uh, how much of this is down to... Um, uh, or, or maybe maybe a better way to frame it is, I wonder where his ceiling was to begin with. And is, is Simeone capping his ceiling uh, with... With, with the way that they're, uh, he's being asked to play or is is his ceiling we all thought it was because it's kind of weird that Man City were looking at him as a kind of a uh, when they couldn't get Jules Conde and I was kind of wondering like he's not they're not really similar players and I think I think like uh, one of the issues for um, for Jose Jimenez is and this is an issue that I think that Jack and um, Jack Wilshire had for Arsenal actually. In that, some players who just never learn how to protect themselves on the football field, and 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 Jimenez, there, there's a point when your bravery becomes a liability, and you you, you never really learn, and 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 your career suffers because of it, and maybe Jimenez. What what is you know like I think maybe Jimenez is is at the point now where it's like he and I understand that you get a player say like um, um, Garrett Bale or someone like that who's who's just really kind of twitchy and they've got like um, uh, their fast muscle fibers just are uh, just they they snap and they're really uh, uh, prone to injuries which could be the case with Jose Jimenez which would maybe mean that he needs special physio treatment that I'm not qualified to talk about but sure. uh, but, but um, as I sit here with my box of Pringles uh, <laughs> <laughs> giving Jose Jimenez uh, fitness advice while I sit here with my box of Pringles but, uh, uniquely but, uh, qualified to discuss it <laughs> no but, uh, but but I just think that I just think that the, the injury thing is uh, is worrying in that uh, no matter how good you are, if you can't play for a full season in the modern modern game, which is obviously very demanding, there's no point in you even being like if you can't rely on you, then what's the actual point? Yeah, uh, you know he's never made so, yeah. he's never made thirty league appearances in a season. Robbie, he joined Atletico in 2013, so this is his does the math quickly ninth season at Atletico. He's never made thirty league appearances. Or forty appearances in all competitions in a single season for Atleti. Like yeah. it, it's difficult to, and this is the third captain. This is the guy who is regarded, has been regarded as the team's best defender when healthy for several years now, and he's one of the captains. It, it's difficult to count on that guy and give him the Gianarchia we talk about, the standing. Uh, the it, it's difficult to give him those kinds of responsibilities when he's only available for sixty percent of the season. Exactly, yeah, and and I just wonder, again, back to the coach. I wonder what he would look like in a in a 
in a Pep Guardiola team, being asked to run a little bit less, being, less stress being put on his his, his body physically, uh, less kind of jewels and, and less physicality required, maybe, maybe he might re- reach his ceiling and, and, and the potential, which is there and which is... Um, I mean, when he gets a run of games together, and when he when he when things are clicking for him, he can he's excellent. But I just wonder, under Simeone and 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 um, and uh, under the under the current um, in, in the current situation, I just wonder what uh, what's his ceiling. So and and it's uh, yeah, I mean, it's he's the kind of player who. How long has he been out for now? He's been out for a couple of weeks, like. Yeah, uh, yeah, probably almost three weeks now. I want to say. Yeah, which and and then and then you're you're playing with Jeffrey Condogbia and Felipe and Mario Hermoso as your back three. And and, and Condogbia has uh, honestly, I think yeah. you wrote about this in the play ratings. Condogbia has been pretty good despite looking kind of awkward back there. He's been good. Yeah, uh, Jimenez hasn't played since uh, November twenty eighth again. The win over Cardiff, so he's been out for th- uh, three weeks now. Yeah, and this was a huge stretch of games here. It they encompassed uh, the Porto game, the Madrid derby, Sevilla. And, yeah, you just can't have a, a player that you give that many responsibilities to, to whom you, you dole out those responsibilities. He can't be missing these games. Like, he can't be um, unavailable for this stretch of time every single season. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And, and it, seems, it, it, is fairly, um, it is fairly routine now at this point that he does miss those games. Yeah, it's frustrating, and it's something Atleti will need to address in upcoming transfer windows because they they need some fresh I- inspiration. They they something's got to change here. Something's got to give uh, with Atletico uh, now losers of three consecutive games in La Liga, and will hope to enter the holiday break on a high against Granada in midweek. Let's wrap it up here. We've been going for quite a while, uh, but uh, this is this has been a good show. Lots was discussed, including Robbie, your love of Pringles. <laughs> and if, if things don't get better, we're just going to turn this into a Sopranos podcast. How's that sound? Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, I could talk about Sopranos all day. I could talk about anything all day, Jeremy. You you know this. <laughs> I do, but I'm grateful to have you on the show, irrespective. Robbie, thank you for joining me. Absolutely no problem, Jeremy, and I'll chat to you soon. We will be back midweek to discuss the Granada game. Atletico traveling to Nuevo Los Carmenes to take on uh, Granada midweek, entering the holiday break thank you all for listening thank you for your continued support on into the calderon and on patreon at patreon.com slash culture chat we'll chat with you next week adios